This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Final hour of the show tonight. Final hour of the show this week. We'll have some words on the, the tragic death of Fox 8's anchor and reporter Nancy Parker towards the end of the show. I know the city's grieving with that loss tonight, and um, also the pilot, Franklin Augustus. Social media has been certainly sending all their well wishes to the Fox 8 family and also the families of Mr. Augustus and Mrs. Parker tonight. Uh, We'll have more on that a little bit later in the show. Uh, We've been plugging through, obviously, a sports show. We're trying to keep it on topic as much as we can. We will hear from Sean Payton, a player or two, and a little bit later. And we will have the return of two-minute drill trivia second half of the hour. Nate Lejeune, who dethroned me a couple of weeks ago. Uh, first time that I had been knocking off that champion's pedestal in quite a while. Well, Nate's going to be back, and he will compete against me again. And I have a feeling he's probably going to beat me again. I think he went 7-8 to eight in this trivia a couple of weeks ago. So Nate Lejeune against me, two-minute drill trivia, second half of the hour, also sports lips. Plus, we will have our last lap weekly mailbag and still a chance for you to get your questions in. Questions on anything, sports, Saints, LSU, Pelicans, Tulane, life, anything silly, anything fun, you can text your questions, and we will read each and every one of those at 870-870, or you can tweet me, at Seth Dunlap. If you got a longer one, you can email me, Seth at WWL. First, though, some Saints training camp sounds and prime cuts brought to you by the Sound Banking of First American Bank, a banking tradition since 1910. Here's Saints head coach Sean Payton after the joint practice today in Los Angeles with the Chargers. That was Saints coach Sean Payton earlier today after practice. Saints Chargers will play on Sunday. A little bit later this week. Let's go to the phone lines now, 504-260-187, if you want to hop on in. Jason in Destrahan. What's up tonight, Jason? Hey, how's it going tonight, Seth? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Hey, look, uh, first of all, I wanted to, um, my condolences to the Fox 8 family and New Orleans media in general for their loss today. It was really sad to hear about it, really sad to read about it, and uh, just pray for the family and that they heal as quick as they can yeah no doubt um, uh, nancy parker really who jason is uh, mentioning there died in a plane crash today yes jason we're all grieving with that um you know i wanted to to mention something to you i was listening to you earlier in the show and you had said that you thought that tampa bay was a candidate for a worst to first uh type scenario to be one of those teams that has been you know under the radar and is going to surprise some people and make a run and I could not disagree with you anymore, you know, at all. Um, I believe as long as Jameis Winston and by the same token, Cam Newton, Carolina, as long as those two quarterbacks are in the division, starting quarterbacks against the Saints, Saints are going to be fine. Jameis Winston has the athletic ability out of this world, but he's got the football IQ of a Brussels sprout. And if you were to put all of the starters 
in every divisional team on paper, Jameis Winston is probably the least football intelligent of them all. You're talking about of the four in the NFC South? Right. Right. Um, I think, you know, he relies way too much on his athletic ability. He can't read defenses. He throws way too many interceptions, and he hangs on to the ball too long. As long as he's quarterback of that team – Tampa's not going anywhere. I got, we'll, we'll see. And, uh, so Bruce Arians doesn't change that equation for you at all? There's only so much he can do as far as personnel, but when you've got the leadership of Jameis Winston as your starter and they've pretty much said we're sticking with him, uh, there's not a whole lot that they're going to improve on. You know, until they make the decision and pull the trigger to go somewhere else, I think they're going to struggle. They're going to be – uh, seven and nine, uh, six and ten. I mean, he's going to show flashes of brilliance, but 65, 70% of the time you're going, what was he doing? And, again, that's great for us because I'm glad we get to play against him twice. Yeah. It just so happened last year we got Ryan Fitzmagic against kind of an overconfident Saints defense, and that led to what happened. I, I, I fully believe if Jameis Winston started that game, the Saints would have won it. Yeah, and uh, I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you here. The only reason that I am predicting Tampa to be better than what Vegas has their win total, I think it is what, five and a half or six. Uh, they should be a, at least, in my mind, a seven-win team plus. I'm not necessarily saying that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender, but if you're looking for one surprise team in the NFC and you dig through, there's always one or two. It was the Bears last year. It was the Vikings the year before that. Maybe even the Saints a couple of years ago also. They made a run to the divisional round. Last year in the AFC, it was the Ravens. Uh, Chiefs were... Everybody thought they'd be okay, but look, they turned into the best team in the regular season in the AFC. Now, I don't know if the Bucks are going to be that good, but as you kind of scour through the NFC and you look which teams weren't very good under 500 last year that could make that leap, there's only a couple in my mind that really legitimately have an opportunity to do just that. I think that there's Tampa. I think that there's Atlanta. I think that there's San Francisco. Those would be the three teams, sub-500 teams last year, that I think could make a leap. And, of course, Atlanta were fudging a little bit because were they a 7-9 and nine team and a lot of defensive injuries. So maybe I'm, I'm cheating there with Atlanta a little bit, but that's what I see. 504-260-1870. Thanks for the call, Jason. That's area code 504-260-1870. Our text line is 870-87 if you'd like to hop on in. We'll get into our last lap mailbag coming up. Maybe a little more Saints sound from camp also. It's the last lap on WWL. We'll get to our last lap Friday mailbag in a second. But first, back to the phone lines we go. Daniel in New Orleans. Welcome to the show tonight. How are you? What's up, man? How you doing, Seth? I'm good, Daniel. You? That's good to hear. No complaints. Just getting off of work, trying to catch up on all the Saints goodness. There you go. Uh, I have a quick question. A quick question about who I think is the X factor on the Saints defense. You know, all the talk is about mm-hmm. Klein as far as the linebackers go and Demario Davis. What is up with Alex Anzalone? I haven't heard a thing about him. And that dude, his athletic ability is amazing and he can pretty much do it all obviously health was an issue what two years ago it, it was as an issue two years ago i'll tell you this in that game last week and also in in training camp practices he's flying around a little bit we've seen flashes there you go. Uh, of him That's so what i want to hear yeah so i think you're going to see some stuff from alex anzalone 
but he was pretty, I should say pretty raw, but relatively raw coming out of Florida. We've seen him really burn right. pass coverage a few times in the regular season. Those are aspects of his game that he right. really needs to work on. But yeah, Daniel, we've seen him flash a little bit this as training camp. That's good to hear, man. If we can have the Alex Angeloni that played against the Rams the first time we played him, uh, what was that, last year? Uh-huh. I'll take him all day. Yeah, no doubt. the monster, that no that interception, wow. Yeah, I was going to say no doubt. And imagine if, if he improves and you have Alex Angeloni, and we all know about Demario Davis, those two guys as your linebackers, right. if you have those two guys playing next to each other, that, that could be something special. I can't wait to see it, man. Thanks a lot, Seth. I appreciate it, bud. All right, Daniel. Appreciate it. Daniel in New Orleans and you at 504-260-1870. Let's get to some of our last lap mailbag today on Twitter at Seth Dunlap on our text line at 870-870. Here is one on Twitter from at 70 Saint 70. Who wins this Sunday and do you care? Uh, No, I don't care and neither should you. And who wins? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say probably San Diego slash Los Angeles. I, I, like, I haven't done that in like a year and a half, San Diego. Uh, the Chargers of Los Angeles. Uh, I don't know. I mean, if you're asking me to pick a team who's going to win this preseason game, I guess it'll be San Diego. But no, you shouldn't be focused at all on the final score there. Uh, here is a text from the 504. What kind of squad do you run for X-Wing miniatures tournaments? Uh, I actually haven't played in any tournaments in months and months and months. I used to do this as kind of a hobby. It's just so busy now hosting the solo show, especially when training camp got here. I used to run a squad called Palp Aces. It's a Star Wars game, so it was like uh, Emperor Palpatine and some other fighters that would fly around there. Won some big-time tournaments with that, uh, Palp Aces. So I guess you could say I'm a Palp Aces player, or was, a, uh, a very long time ago. Here's a question from Michael Williams on Twitter, at WilliamsM1980. How much confidence do you have in this revamped LSU offense and why Uh, if I'm on a scale of one to ten my confidence level that this offense will be good and different is about a let's say a seven and a half it'd probably be a point or two higher than that if I hadn't seen the history of failed promises and broken promises from the LSU football team about a revamped and improved offense but everything we're hearing everything we're seeing and I mean what we're hearing from everybody I haven't had one person tell me they're not seeing a different offense at practice. Yes, the limited time the media is out there, but, yeah, I think you're going to be different, and I think it's going to be good enough to keep LSU in the national championship and playoff conversation. Another question on Twitter, is this Drew's last year regardless of outcome? That is a fabulous question that I certainly do not have the appropriate answer to, so if you want me to give a little conjecture here, a little guess, I'm going to say no. I don't think it's Drew's last year, regardless of the outcome. If he plays well this year, if he still believes he's playing at an elite or around elite level, I expect him, win or lose, to come back. I think that's the kind of competitor that he is, similar to Tom Brady, who won another Super Bowl last year. What's he doing? He's coming back and just signed a new two-year extension. Another question from at WilliamsM1980 on Twitter. With the way the roster is currently constructed, which wide receivers make the cut? Here's my very early prediction with that. The three that are locks, Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn, and Traquan Smith. Keith Kirkwood makes this roster. And I believe that Emmanuel Butler and little Jordan Humphrey make the roster. 
I think they go six wide receivers trying to keep as much young talent in that group as possible and then decide maybe where to go this offseason or later in the season. Thanks for all the mailbag questions. We got to most of them. Might to get to the rest of them later this hour. Sports Libs, then two-minute drill trivia next. Another text coming in on our mailbag from the 985. Seth, when do the giveaways start? Well, what giveaways? I don't know. We do some giveaways on the show. Might be having some giveaways for you in a couple of weeks for some Saints VIP giveaways. But we'll tell you about that in a couple of weeks as we're kind of finalizing those details. Also for the uh, Houdat Nation pep rally at the beginning of the year. Logan Falgu, he of the buttons and dials and knobs and screens behind the glass, is stepping on in for Sports Libs. Logan, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. How about you? I don't know. What's your weekend plans, man? Uh, Probably just going to go sit around, come here for the Saints game, because I'm going to help Mark run that and uh, you know do all the stuff behind the scenes here. And, uh, yeah, probably just enjoy my weekend and uh, – Come back here on Monday and work it go. all over again. Sounds yeah. like a working weekend. Yeah. Like most of us have. Well, what's it like working with Mark on game days? Fun? Uh, annoying? Uh, you don't talk to him? Uh, he's cool, but you're not? Like, well, what's, the, what's the relationship there? Everything's fine. Me and him, uh, for the most part, wind up staying in uh, separate rooms. Like I'll stay in like the newsroom oh. with all my uh, with all my captures. Is that up. planned? Like you just don't want to be around each well, other? Well, no, no, it's not about that. It's just uh, like he's in here having to concentrate on. I've actually seen it. It's six different things at once. Yeah, it is crazy. It's like he's juggling chainsaws in here. And so I try to let him concentrate as much as possible. But like when he needs me to go do something for him because he can't really leave this room. I'll go do it for him, you know? Juggling chainsaws. That's a very vivid description there. Yeah, no, it is it is crazy in here on game days. I like that. All right, speaking of crazy, let's get a little weird. Let's do a little sports lips. What you got for us tonight? Well, first up we have, I expect to see blank this Sunday in the Saints game. I expect to see Drew Brees for a series. I think we're going to see Drew Brees for one series. Now, the Chargers and Coach Anthony Lynn say no Phillip Rivers. I think we're going to get a little of Drew. I think. I'm not sure. And that's a prediction that will probably come back to bite me. But I don't know. A sneaking suspicion we're going to see a wee little bit of Drew Brees on Sunday. All right. Next one up here. We have the Saints team needs improvement in blank. Well, they the, say pass rush. Except the pass rush during practice has been there. How about secondary play? Better play in the secondary, namely from the two safeties, Von Bell and Marcus Williams and whoever's back there on Sunday. That's what I would focus on defensively. I think offensively, everything's kind of clicking. And it was last week, little red zone issues, but maybe defensive red zone and defensive secondary. All right, next one up here we have, is Cocho going to lead us to a championship? Hmm. National or SEC? Maybe it's the same question considering Alabama's here. A, just a, just that, it's, I like just a championship. Yes, any championship. I'm going to answer it as yes, but with this asterisk. You didn't say this year, did you? No. Okay, I'm going to say yes. The answer to that is a firm yes, since he didn't tell you this year. I have faith that he will win SEC championships, plural, and we'll see if that leads to a national championship or not. All right, next one up here we have the Pelicans are going to blank with Zion in the coming seasons. Pelicans are going to be a television ratings bonanza in the coming months. Whatever network has them on, whether it's locally here, 
whether it's a national network, you can bet the Pelicans are going to be a boon for any of those networks' ratings. They're going to be that good. They're going to be that fun to watch. And everybody coast-to-coast is going to want to watch Zion Williamson, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, this young team flying up and down the court. It's going to be very, very exciting. Aside from Saints, I'm most excited to see blank in action during the normal season. Good question. How about the officials? I'm really, really excited may be the wrong way to phrase it, but I am excited in the sense that I want to know how they're going to call the game, how these reviews are going to work, their relationship with Sean Payton and the Saints, and what we see. All eyes will be on the officials this fall. And I know that's a weird thing to say. What are you excited to see the officials? But we all know how the season ended. So let's pay attention to how they come off of that Nola no call. There's all this talk about, well, how are the Saints going to respond to it? How are the guys and the group that messed that up, the officials themselves as a whole, going to bounce back from that disaster? That's what I'll be watching. All right, and that's it. That is Sports Libs for the day. Now comes the contest that I have been waiting for for two weeks. It's time, Logan, for me to regain my trivia credibility. Nate Lejeune, commissioner of the OMFL and your current two-minute drill champion. Well, I challenge him when we come back on the last lap. All right, it's that time of week when we go contest style here on the last lap. And I've been chomping at the bit to get back to two-minute drill for a couple of weeks. That's because this guy, Nate Lejeune, knocked the crud out of me. Well, it didn't really knock the crud out of me because we went to kind of extra innings. We had to do a tiebreaker, a whole second segment of two-minute drill. But he dethroned me. So our current two-minute drill champion, Nate Lejeune, joins us now live from South Beach in Miami. Nate, you're partying on South Beach, right? Mr. Dunlop, I sure am. I've been studying Jeopardy all week, watching reruns. I'm ready. <laughs> Nate's also the commissioner of the OMFL. We're, we're, we're trying to finalize some things to have a last lap Madden League. Nothing final yet. Uh, running that up I'm through the flag. About that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, how's, how's the Madden starting out for you? The OMFL uh, going in full flow? It is. It has started off this week, 1-0 in the preseason. So just trying to mess with some final settings and get my saints ready for one last run with drew Brees before he retires on me there you go uh madden is as good as hyped like you were talking about a couple of weeks ago on the show it absolutely is it is uh it is a pretty spectacular game probably the best game that ea has made in an extremely long time if not ever they did a really good job it's a fun game all right do you want to you want any smack talk before i put the the headset down and off here nate you know no smack talk i'm just gonna let the results speak for themselves Okay, okay. I like this. I like this. A man of uh, silent <laughs> confidence. Uh, Nate Lejeune and Logan Falgu, our MC every week on this game, fellas. Take it away, and I will turn down everything in the studio. Uh, and, and wait, I have to ask uh, before I do this, Logan, one question. Give me the number of wrestling questions that you have involved tonight. One, and it's our tiebreaker. <laughs> oh, okay. I like this. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, take it away. All right, Nate, you ready? I'm ready, Logan. All right. We're going to start off with our first question, that being how many NBA championships did Michael Jordan win with the Chicago Bulls? Six. That is correct. 
Which Jamaican sprinter won gold medals at the 100-meter, 200-meter, and 4 times 100-meter relay at three consecutive Olympic Games from 2008 to 2016? Usain Bolt. That is correct. All right. Next one up here we have, which golf tournament did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes in 1997 to record his first major championship win? Um, U.S. Open? That is incorrect. What was the most points scored by one team in a football game? Pass. All right. Whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a 1997 boxing match? Andrew Holyfield. That is correct. Next up, what was Joe DiMaggio's nickname? Pass. All right, we're going to go back to uh, what was the most points scored by one team in a game of football? Uh, Let's go 64. That is incorrect. Uh, All right. And and Joe Joe DiMaggio's DiMaggio's nickname. I should know this, Logan. Um, I don't know. I cannot think of it. You got me on that one. All right. Well, that's it for you. Let's see what Uh, Mr. Seth does. uh, I've been given a wave by Logan. Logan, uh, Nate, do you want to let me know how it went or not? You know what? I think you're going to do good. I think you're going to do well in this one. I think you might have me, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of hoping for the, the tiebreaker one way or the other. I just want to hear what this wrestling question is because I, I think I got you if we go wrestling. Okay. Right. Well, you probably do. There's no doubt about that. So I need to make sure I end this before overtime. Okay, Nate, we're going to put you on hold here. And Logan, uh, by the way, we, I did a terrible job of explaining this game for people who probably had never heard it before. We put two minutes on the clock. We've got eight questions we must answer in two minutes. Tiebreaker question uh, if we go past that. So it's about 15 seconds per question. We can pass. Um, and uh, too bad, Nate, you should have known that from last time if you didn't pass. So I will take the home field advantage on that one, <laughs> even though you're supposed to have home field advantage. You're the champ. Okay, let's do this, uh, Logan. All right, first one up here we have, how many NBA championships did Michael Jordan win with the Chicago Bulls? Six. Okay. That is correct. Next one up here, which Jamaican sprinter won gold medals at the 100-meter, 200-meter, and four times 100-meter relay at three consecutive Olympic Games from 2008 to 2016? That's Usain Bolt. That is correct. Next one up, which golf tournament did Tiger Woods win by 12 strokes in 1997 to record his first major championship win? Uh, wasn't uh first major championship win? Yes. Well, that wasn't, Aug- that wasn't Augusta. That had to be – was it the PG- – I'm going to say PGA Championship. That is incorrect. Okay. What was the most points scored by one team in a football game? Uh, NFL, college, what are we looking at? I'm pretty sure it's. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's NFL. I think it's 69. I think uh, it's it, 69. It might have been college. Okay. I don't. I don't quite remember. I'll I'm not to, sure. I'll have to go look okay. it up for you. 69 is my answer, break. which is incorrect. All right. <laughs> Whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a 1997 boxing match? Evander Holyfield. That is correct. What was Joe DiMaggio's nickname? Uh, Jolton Joe. I, I don't want to fault you because that's technically right, but it's not the one I have right here. Oh, well, okay. Give me a half. I don't know. We'll go on. We'll move on. Maybe if that's the tiebreaker, maybe we'll – I don't know. I don't know what we'll do. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that's the end of the questions. 
Oh, and, that's that's the end of the questions. Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, Nate, you're back in it here. It wavers on if he gives you this last one or not. <laughs> does wait. It does depend on if I, I give. I do want to give it to you just because you're not technically wrong. <laughs> what was what's the uh, what's the nickname that you had? Now? The Yankee Clipper. Oh yeah, the Clipper. Oh, I, I would have never got that. Okay, what what do we miss here, Logan? And I'm probably just going to go to the tiebreaker because I I don't think I can. Uh, football points scored by one team, or uh, uh, it was a uh, 222. What? Yeah, <laughs> that's not NFL. That's, that's definitely not NFL. Uh, wow, that had to be some high school team. Okay, I went 64, so I was with you. <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's in the 60s in the NFL. I don't know. And Tiger Woods won the Masters. It was the Masters. Oh, I was going to say yes. the Masters, but I talked myself out of it like that. Did. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't, don't know why. It just seems like impossible to win that tournament by what twelve strokes? Is that what you said? Yeah. But I should have remembered this. So there All you go. Right. So right. we we tied. Yes, and we do have the tiebreaker question. Well, let's go. Let's How- do it because I'm not going to take credit for uh, for the. All right. Uh, the the have, one. We have the question, and it is: How many times did WWE Hall of Famer Booker T win a world title? Uh, Nate, do you want to go Bye. first or second? Oh, he already has an answer. Uh, I'll go first because I just said, yeah, five. I'm going to go five. What's the rule on this? Now, he probably got it straight on, but in case he didn't, uh, are we doing prices right rules, like closest but not over? Are we just going closest? Oh, uh, okay. That's a good one. I'd say, I'd say, yeah, we can go prices right rules. Okay. <laughs> okay. Only because Nate did that to me last time and went one point under. Okay, I'm going to go four. That is incorrect. It is six, actually. Oh, yeah. come on. Oh. So I think I get, I get to continue to wear the crown. You do, you yes, actually you do. do get to continue the wow, uh, crown. Uh, any look, you, uh, maybe we'll do this what around the horn style. Uh, any you got like forty five seconds on the clock, Nate. Anything you want to say? No, I look. I I hope that we can make this mad thing happen because I think it's going to be spectacular. And uh, I'm just I can't gloat. You know, you look good in my OMFL shirt on the air the <laughs> other day, and you're rocking the OMFL and OMFL Hall of Famer, but. Uh, I'm a two-time, two-minute drill Hall of Famer now. You are. You're actually, we should have a two-minute drill Hall of Fame. You are one away, one win away from tying the record. Uh, oh, for, I do this. Yes, for guest victories in a row. It happened last fall, and I'm forgetting who did it. Uh, it might have been Scott Smith, one of the guys. But yes, Nate, we will have you back on next Friday for more two-minute drill, all right? Logan, I'm looking at you to help me out here now. you got to make it all the way. <laughs> all right. All right, Nate, good to talk to you. Have fun in Miami. All right, guys. Y'all have a good time. All right. Nate Lejeune, again, two-time, two-minute drill champion. Although I did look. I was being a nice host here and giving him, uh, or not taking credit, I should say, for that Jolton Joe uh, one. But that's fine. That's fine. I get it. He got the, the fair and square tiebreaker right. I had no idea. He's, he was right on that, too. Like He instantly answered. Like He knew it was five or six. So uh, Less uh, WWE questions. More I don't know what. <laughs> i got to get back in on a championship uh, win streak here. When we come back, we'll have some texts and calls for you. 504-260-1870. A couple of texts that I want to read at 870-870. can send us there. And a very sad and somber moment is in uh, tonight as we remember Nancy Jordan, the anchor at Fox 8. Been a great week on the show. We'll wrap it up here in just a couple of minutes. Logan, you... Dove in a little more research, and you found out who scored those, what was it, 200 and something points in a football game, the most all time? Yes. In 1916, the Cumberland College Bulldogs scored 
222 points in a game against the Georgia Tech Engineers. They scored every time they got the ball and racked up a total of 32 touchdowns. Wow. I mean, that's that's incredible. 32 touchdowns. Man. Uh, here's a text from the 504. 72 was scored by the Bears in the 1940 championship game. That's the record for the title game. Yeah, it's uh, um, that's a lot of points. That's why I was almost there with my 69 guess, but not at 200. I wasn't even in the same ballpark there. Uh, maybe I should have got a half point just for being on a little closer than Nate was at 64. Text from the 504. It's ch- the term is champing at the bit. What? No, it's chomping at the bit. Logan, come in here. It's chomping at the bit. Back me up here. It is, in fact, chomping at the bit. That is a reference to a horse. If you've ever owned a horse or been around a horse, they put a bit in the mouth. It pinches the tongue, and they kind of chomp at it because it's very uncomfortable. It's why we always kind of grew up. We tried to use bitless reins because I did have horses. So I'm going to clap back at you, uh, 504. It is chomping at the bit, 100%. I am uh, incredibly aware of that one. Text from the 985, Seth, when do we get – the number of pregame shows you and Steve will host in total. Last year you predicted 23, but the NOLA no call messed that up too. That from Joey in Pearl River. And yes, I have said again, 23 first take broadcasts uh, this season. That would be four in the preseason, 16 in the regular season. That's 20. Follow along, 20. And then we get three in the playoffs. They're going to have a bye, the Saints. And that means divisional conference championship and then the super bowl so there you go 23 broadcasts joey that's what we're gonna do we're one in 22 to go let's go to russell and gulfport russell final call of the week what's up uh, uh yes uh, the score of that uh cumberland georgia tech game y'all had that back with georgia tech uh, johnny heisman was the one that uh, destroyed uh, cumberland uh, on doing that and that was a grudge match uh, there <laughs> well were you there russell and then no, I was not there. <laughs> However, I've been aware of that for for a long period of time. So whatever source you got, just just got it backwards. Okay. All right. Jolton, Jolton Joe, that was Joe Frazier, the boxer from Philadelphia. Oh well, uh, well, I got it. Well, now I'm I'm I actually read the official Joe DiMaggio Wikipedia page, and uh, the first yeah. line in there, uh, and I'll just read it to you: Joseph Paul DiMaggio, nicknamed Jolton Joe. And the Yankee Clipper, which is what Logan said. It was okay. Joe and Joe. It was Joe and Joe. Okay. Well, uh, I, I'm not familiar with the Joe and Joe on that, but I know that more famous on that was probably Frazier. But you understand, Wikipedia, pretty much anybody can go in and yes. edit that. And That's change. true. So, you know, Saints have won your 54 Super Bowls already. <laughs> on, on Wikipedia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Russell. Hey, thanks for the call. Thanks for correcting us about that football score. Appreciate it. Uh, that's Russell. And, yeah, Georgia Tech, the 200-plus points against Cumberland. Most points ever scored in a football game. Uh, had a great show for you today. Had a great show all week long. If you missed any of the show, remember you can get the podcast of The Last Lap. I know a lot of you get off work late, uh, just starting your weekend. If you missed any of the show, want to go back and listen to it, easiest way to do it, well, on demand, of course. That's the radio.com app. You go into the podcast section, search The Last Lap. You can get it at www.com, on demand section there, or Apple Podcasts. That's how I get all my podcasts here at WWL. I want to thank all of our guests tonight. Josh Liskowitz of Pro Football Focus. Joel Erickson as we went inside NFL training camp at Indianapolis. Eric Williams covers the Chargers and covered that joint Saints-Chargers practice. Also Carter Bryant 
uh, replaying his interview as our guest of the week here on the last lap. Also, Nate Lejeune, champion again in two-minute drill. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass. Thanks to Tim Zimmer for booking our show. Diane Newman, our program director. Todd Manessis, our assistant program director. And Helen Centani for helping out uh, during the day today. Earlier tonight, uh, there was just got terrible, devastating news that a longtime Fox 8 reporter and anchor Nancy Parker died in a plane crash. Stunt pilot Franklin J.P. Augustus also died in that plane crash. It was tragic. It rocked the entire community here in New Orleans, certainly everybody in the media, everybody at the Fox 8 family, and, of course, her family and the Augustus family as well. What a, an absolute tragedy. Uh, Parker was a 53-year-old Alabama native working in New Orleans for 23 years, moved to New Orleans in 1996, and then became a weekend anchor at WVUE, and she won five Emmy Awards. And as our moment of zen tonight, a moment of silence for Nancy Parker and J.P. Augustus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.